Have you been considering taking your horse or Western photography passion to the next level? Hi, it's Kara with Cowgirls with Cameras, and I want to tell you about our Cottonwood Ranch photography experience in August. This experience is a workshop, portfolio builder, business clinic, and gathering set in the majestic scenery of the Nevada mountains. This event is learning intensive and full of shooting opportunities that feature ranch work, western horses, cowboys, cowgirls, horses, and dogs. You'll walk away feeling more confident in your camera, editing, and business skills, shoot a few thousand images, and gain new friends in the process. Our events are always focused on collaboration over competition, and our three instructors, myself, Kim Beer, and Phyllis Burchette, are all deeply passionate about seeing you reach your photography goals. To learn more about this event and other photography adventures we have coming up, head over to cowgirlswithcameras.com. Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Kara? Are you enjoying this beautiful spring that we're starting to have? I mean, I hope it's getting better in Florida than the last time we talked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Last time we talked, it was in the 40s, and now it's pretty much in the 80s. So we went from winter to summer overnight. It's been lovely. I just love the fact that you think 40 degrees is winter. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So what are we talking about today? Well, I would like to say I had an idea, but I have no idea because I accidentally shut it down. So I'm pulling it up now. And it oh, looks like, okay. oh, we're talking about tech. We're talking about getting <laughs> smart with tech. This will be a fun episode. <laughs> That's right. You know, I am such a geek. I love technology. And I have a little bit of a hoarding issue with technology. And that was yeah. sort of the catalyst for me suggesting this subject when we were talking about subjects that we wanted to talk about, because I have this little wager that I'm not the only person that hoards technology out there. No, I think that we are all looking for things that will make our business and our lives easier. So we get sucked into tech all the time thinking that that's going to happen. Like, oh, this new product, this new service, this new cool feature that this product and service is offering, we have to have it. And then what happens is the next thing we know, we have a lot of tech and we're not using all of it or any of it. Exactly. And you know how they get you. They get you with this little small fees like, oh, sign up for this for $29.99 a month. And you look at it and you go, yep, oh, well, I can afford that. And then the next thing you know, you are sucked in and you've spent literally thousands of dollars on something you're not using or you save the money and pay the annual subscription and it renews to your credit card and shocks the bejeepers out of you when you see it the next time. Subscriptions add up. They do. They do. So I was so excited when I was thinking about this episode. I made up an acronym. You want to hear it? I do. Okay. <laughs> So it's an acronym, not a metaphor this time. At least that's a switch, right? I know. Change of pace. 
It is. It's a change of pace. So all of this episode is about how to get smart about tech. So I made up an acronym for SMART so people can remember it. So SMART stands for subscriptions, money, activate the features you're not using. That's the A. The R is real usage. And the T is terminate the things that aren't working. So that's kind of what we're going to be looking at. Okay, that's actually pretty decent. (laughs) And you just came up with that like off the seat of your pants, I think, too. But that's actually super accurate, and it fits in really nicely with our big three today. Exactly. Okay, so let's jump in. Today's big three, number one, know what you are already paying for. Number two, routinely check for newly added features. And number three, be smart, S-M-A-R-T. Use that acronym, ACHEMS. So Kim, do you want to launch us into know what you're already paying for? Absolutely. So grab your credit card statements and get a whole year of them because some of them you do only pay for once a year. And some of them are these really nominal little fees, like $3.99 a month. But if it's something that you're not using for and you have five $3.99 a month things, you could turn that into something that is a bigger investment. So let's get really smart about what are we already paying for? There's a multitude of ways. The way I do it is I look at my credit card statement, but Kira has some apps that she says you can do it on the phone. Is that true? Like you have a phone app? Yes, it's super easy. If you have an iPhone or an Android and your tech is through your phone, so like if you're using an app on your phone, then you can actually go in and iPhone and Android both have, it's very simple, just Google, how do I find out what my subscriptions are? It pops right up for both of them. And it's a step-by-step process that's super easy. This is not a hard thing, guys. And everyone should be doing this on a regular basis. So I would say at a minimum, annually. You need to pull up your Android or your iPhone. You need to look and see what you're subscribed to that's renewing either on a monthly or an annual basis. And they make it really easy. So now the feature is you can see the list of things you're subscribed to on your phone. And then you can go through and you can unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. It'll also tell you when your renewal date is. And if it's an annual plan, it'll tell you when it renews. And it'll also tell you how much each one is costing you. This can be an eye-opening experience if you've never done it before. The first time I did this, I went into my iPhone and I pulled it up and there were things on there that I didn't even know I had anymore. There were things on there that my kid had signed up for. There were things on there that I thought I didn't have anymore because I had deleted the app that I was still paying for. So this is a big one. Definitely do this. If it's a program that is not on your phone, so maybe it's something that you've subscribed to and you use it on your desktop or your laptop, that's where you want to grab that credit card statement, grab your bank account statement, and you want to look for those reoccurring payments that are happening every month or annually, because that's going to be your subscriptions. You want to make sure that those still make sense for you. And you need to be aware that sometimes there's little sneaky bumps in prices. And maybe you got an email about it, but if you're like me, you have one of those like junk email accounts. So those emails go to your junk email and you don't look at them very often. And the next thing you know, Netflix has got you and you've jumped from $9.99 a month to $14.99 a month without even knowing it. So these are important things to consider. Yeah. And I'll tell you on those price bumps too, 
there's a lot of people when they're starting out their new app that helps you with your business, they give you this deal. Like when you sign up for the first year, it's, you know, X number of dollars a month. And then after the first year, it like doubles or triples in price. And if you don't cancel it, you will get charged for it. I mean, I don't think we're telling anybody anything they don't already know. No, they're not shocked by this. No, I don't think any of us are shocked by it at any rate. But I do think that making it a mindful practice in your business, like when you're getting ready to pull all of your taxes, make it a time while you're in there doing your taxes and you're painfully having to look at all your accounting statements anyway, start to add up what you're paying for in the technology that you're using for your business that you acquired for your business and now aren't even participating in any longer. It adds up, folks. It adds up. It really, truly does. And I know there's other apps that you can get that probably have a subscription cost, but will tell you what all your subscriptions are associated with your credit card numbers when you enter them or your bank card numbers. So that's what you have to do. You've just got to start getting merciless. And then you need to ask yourself, if I use, you know, that whole thing of the, what is it, Marie Kondo or whatever her name is, where she picks the thing up and says, does this still bring me joy? I mean, I think you have to look at your apps and say, does this bring me joy? Am I even using it? Have I touched it in the last year? Did I completely forget it's there? And you know what, if the answer to any of those questions is that you don't need it or that you haven't used it in a year, let it go. Bless it, release it, go figure out how to unsubscribe from it, which sometimes you have to get a little wily to be able to do. I did this here recently and I had to contact tech support on two different things that I was subscribed to because there was no way to cancel it. Like I couldn't find a way to cancel. No, 100%. And I have two other little tips that I think are essential for this first of the big three. One of them is a tip that I have started using and it's been really helpful. I can be a little unorganized sometimes. So what I decided to do is I have now set alerts for any of the tech programs that I have that are set to automatically renew every year where they're going to charge me for it. And programs that if I've got a like a trial base period, so maybe I'm doing like a free trial, I set an alert on my phone to let me know the day before that I need to make a decision about this. Either I'm going to keep it and get charged or I'm going to cut it and cancel before it charges me. So that would be my first tip here is go into your phone, go into whatever program you use, calendar, set an alert for yourself to know when those things are going to be uploading so that you have time to make a decision before they charge you. The second thing that I do every year, which I have found to be super helpful, is I have a little mastermind group that I meet with every week. And one of the things that towards the end of the year we have an agenda on is we talk about just this subject. And we each come to the meeting prepared with our list of tech that we're paying for, that we're using on a regular basis. And we go through our lists and we bounce off of each other. Okay, what are you using that for? Well, did you know this other program can do that? Or I think that this program's better. You can get rid of that because this other program's already doing that. So we go through this list. It's been really good for me to narrow down what I need and what I don't need. Find new tech resources that are better than what I'm already paying for. Learn about deals that are out there that are cheaper than what I'm already paying for, but also figure out really other cool tech that I could be paying for subscriptions for (laughs) down the line. So it's a really interesting way that I've found to kind of just go through and cut that fat. 
Absolutely. Anytime you can trim that, anytime you can trim things down, you know, okay, if it's not hurting you financially to keep paying that, then invest it in something that is going to be doing something for your business. That's what I would like to see you be able to do. So I think that gets us into number two, which is as you're doing this audit, you should routinely check for newly added features. And I have heard Kara say this numerous times, and this is the very honest truth, is before you buy some new tool that is the tool du jour, go back and look at the tools you already have and see if there's any features that have been added that actually do whatever it is that you said you needed that to do. Yeah, I'm always surprised. It seems like the programs that I'm using, they have this drive to continuously offer more and more services to their subscribers. So at any point in time, you can probably log in and see what their new features are and find something new that you can add to the business. So what I have found is if I keep up with this and do a routine check, a lot of times I'm paying for a service that maybe my CRM now can handle. So I can then cut that off and say, okay, I don't need you anymore. I'm going to roll you into my CRM instead. This is really, I think, important because a lot of times when you've got too much tech, it can really slow you down and make for inefficient workflows, especially when the tech, you're having to jump between one type of tech and another to get through your process. So the more of that tech that talks to each other, that works together, or if you can just find kind of an all-in-one program, I think the better that you are and the more efficient you can be. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's best to use the tools you already have that you already know how to use that anytime you can make things more efficient, it's a better thing for everything that you do, right? And less is actually yeah. more in a lot of things with tech. If you find something that can hone it down, and to be honest, just look really carefully at things, because if it's not something that you're using, then you need to fire it. And if it is something you're using, let's use it to its fullest capacity. And I always tell people that your technology is like another employee. If you had an employee that was a deadbeat that you just paid all of the time, they never showed up for work, they didn't get anything done, you would not keep that employee around. Fire these tech programs that aren't doing stuff for you. If it is something and you signed up for it with great hopes that you would be able to concentrate on it and you know it would be good for your business, I have a lot of people who sign up for CRMs with me who are in that camp. CRMs are great for your business, but you've got to commit to them and you have to stay on track with them. And so you need to just say, if you're going to keep it, you are going to get into it and be concentrating on it. So that's what's important. Absolutely. You have to commit to that. And I have found that if I just take the time to kind of dig in a little bit, a lot of these programs, they want you to use what they've got available out there. So they've done a lot of work to create videos to make it as easy as possible for you, different ways to help you walk through their features. They even have some great help features, FAQ sections. And a lot of times they have incredible online chat support that you can access immediately when you're working in their programs. Some of them will have webinar opportunities. Kim uses Keep, but a lot of times I use 17 Hats. That's for my photography business. And 17 Hats is offering this new thing where they are actively encouraging 
their subscribers to learn more about what 17 Hats can do. And they've rolled out a weekly educational program that I can log into once a week and learn something new about my CRM. They do a lot of great blog posts oftentimes. I always say dig around in these things because you might learn about features that you didn't even know was possible. And I just get really inspired. I get a ton of ideas when I spend a little bit of time learning. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was possible. I want to do that. So I highly recommend committing to learning about what you're already paying for. Yeah. And Keep does the same thing as 17 Hats. They have an entire learning library. They've got little tips on every little piece of the software. They have people like me who are partners to help walk you through everything you need to do to set up your CRM and be successful with it. So there's lots of resources out there for your chosen software that you want to utilize. And if there isn't, find a software that does offer all of those things. That's, I think, one of the reasons why we like the two programs that we use is because they do offer so much training and support and really helping you. But here's the kicker to that. You have to commit to that. And just like I said before, you've got to be tuned into it and you've got to be focused on it and you've got to be committed to putting in the hours to be able to make those things work. CRM software in particular, it's an expensive software. It's a big expense on your budget for tech. But here's the thing. If you invest some time in it up front, it saves you so much time later on. But you have to invest that time up front. And if you're not doing it, you're not going to get a reward for it. So that's the bottom line to there. It's a two-way street and you got to show up in both directions. And then I think the last of our big three, we've started covering a little bit, but it's Be Smart. And Kim had that great acronym that she put together, Subscriptions, money, activate, real usage, and terminate, which we can go through that again before we wrap up. But a couple things that I think about under this category is there's nothing wrong with before jumping into a new piece of tech, asking for recommendations from others that are already working in the industry and find out what they like about it, what they don't like about it. And a lot of times by doing this, you can learn about other programs that do the same thing, that you can compare features and you can compare costs. So I have learned a lot about tech that I've never even heard of before by just doing the simple thing, ask for recommendations from other in your, in your industry. I also love using my trial periods. I honestly can say I probably have never just jumped on and paid for a program without doing the full trial period first. And I'm so glad that I do that because a lot of times I realize real quickly, I either like it or I don't like it. The big key to this is a lot of times they do want you to put your credit card information in first. So you've got to be smart and don't forget to shut it off before that trial period ends so that you don't get charged. That's where that whole set your alarm, set your alert the day before so that you don't forget to do that. And you can really say, okay, I've tested this. I want it. Yes. Or I've tested this. I don't want it. I need to shut it off. The third thing I have here has to do with passwords. We've got to keep our passwords safe. And if two-factor authentication is available, we need to be using that wherever we can. And I don't know about you, Kim, but I'm noticing on a lot of the programs now, they are offering elevated levels of protection. I think they have to, and they are, which is really great. The problem is, is that a lot of times we're lazy about activating it. And we just say to ourselves, oh, you know what? I'll do that next week. 
or I'll do that the week after. This is no joke, people. You can lose all of your information. You can lose your accounts if you're not using all of those protections available. So that's definitely one I think about. And along those lines, if you have shared your passwords with employees or ex-employees, with maybe virtual assistants you were working with in the past, or just other helpers that have worked with you in your business, if they aren't working for you anymore, you need to make sure that you have locked them out so that they still don't have access to those programs that you're paying for and to the information that you're putting in and out of them. Again, that's just being smart. And then the last piece, which I think I talked about a little bit earlier, is anytime you're considering tech, make sure that your tech can talk to each other without it being a big, horrible hassle. A great example, we use Keep the CRM for our Calgars with cameras. They have an incredible customer service experience. I went through it the other day. I had a question. They were Johnny on the spot, got me my answer immediately and came in the back end and helped things out. But I had some questions with them about programs that, what is it called when they piggyback or you can add a what is that called when you add a... They call them API calls. Yeah. It's an API interface. Yes. But when you add a... It's not a shortcut. It's like a patch or some kind of patch that allows it to work with other software programs or other tech programs. It's not called a patch. What is that called? <laughs> it's just a connection between the two. Okay. It's just the two programs talk to each other. You've got it in there. I think there probably is a word for it. But now that you've struggled with it, yeah. I am not going to be able to think of it either. Oh, dang. <laughs> Anyway, spend some time determining if this program works with your other programs because, gosh, nothing is worse than getting a new program that you love and then realizing it doesn't play well with your other programs. <laughs> and then you've got to either ditch one of them, get another program. It's a whole mess. So I've recently had to deal with that, which is why this is bothering me. So anyway, I know you have something to add to your Be Smart acronym here. Uh, yes, I'm going to go over the Be Smart acronym again. But also for here, you know, in this last category of being smart, yes, it's an integration. I think that's what you're talking about. It's a native integration. Thank you. Yes, an integration. So there's your word that you are after. I was close with interface, but thank you. it is an integration. So I do think that's really important. And we could get into a million things around pay passwords and employment employees and that kind of stuff. But I think the biggest thing that I want people to take away from this episode is that there's always the next new shiny object. And yes, sometimes the next new shiny object is better, but also sometimes the one that you have that is tried and true and that is constantly being improved is the place where you should stay, especially if you know how to use it technology should work for your company. It should save you time or it should save you money or it should save you frustration. If it doesn't do one of those three things, it needs to be reconsidered, recommitted to, or it needs to be terminated from your life. So let me say that again. If it doesn't save you time, save you frustration, or save you money, then it needs to go or you need to be committed to making it do one of those three things. So back to our acronym, just to repeat it, let's be smart about our tech. So S stands for subscriptions. Do an inventory, 
learn what subscriptions you already have, when they renew, how much they are, which drives us into the M, which is for money. How much is all of this costing? If you look at what is the benefit versus the cost, does the benefit outweigh the cost? So S and M, A is for activate the features you're not using. So get in there, take a look. If you've had a software program for a pretty long time, take a look and see if there's something new. I mean, I'm going to tell you, keep ads features weekly. <laughs> like I, as a partner, I get an update of like the weekly features that they add. So all of these software companies are competing with each other. So make sure that you are looking at what features are being added. Then the R is the real usage. How much are you really getting out of this? Or was this a dream that you thought would work and now you've not really committed to it and it just is sort of a, something you're paying for and not using or using half-acidly? And then the final piece is the T, so terminate the ones that aren't working. So S, subscriptions, M, money, A, activate, R, real usage, T, terminate. So go through that acronym with each and every software program that you're using. And every year, a couple of times a year, take a look and deep dive into it. And let's be smart about tech. Well, this was a bite-sized episode, but I think it has a big impact on our businesses. So I hope that nobody's sitting at home right now, heavy breathing and panicking about what subscriptions are out there in their lives because you can fix this super quick. Yep. So I know every time I go through and do this process, I always just breathe easier and feel so much better because you can get sucked into these things sometimes and then forget what you've done. And there are easy ways to fix it. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We hope that you're out there being smart with your tech right now. And if you got something out of this and enjoyed the episode, let us know. You guys can find us over on Instagram and Facebook at The Business Animal. And and, you know, don't forget to rate and review. We really appreciate that because it lets us know that folks are hearing us out there. If you are a photographer and you want to hear more from us, join us over on our new podcast called Cowgirls with Cameras, where we hang out with our friend Phyllis Burchett of Phyllis Burchett Photo. We are 18, 19 episodes in right now, so you can actually go over and binge and enjoy. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.